Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Mel from Mel Did It Herself, and I'm a social service worker turned furniture refinisher, DIYer, small business owner, and content creator. I've learned everything I know about these industries thanks to people who shared their knowledge on the internet, so I'm paying it forward by bringing you my tips, lessons learned, and sharing my journey in this space with you. So thank you so much for being here, being curious, and being a lifelong learner like me. Let's hop into it. What is up, my friends and fellow busy bees? We have a very exciting upgrade to the podcast today, which you may have already noticed when you popped into the episode. We have new artwork for the cover! Big shout out to Dominique, who took a very rough abstract idea that I had and fine-tuned it and brought it to life. I absolutely love it. It represents the podcast so much better than the one that I had previously made in about 14 seconds on Canva when I first launched and put literally zero thought into it at the time. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Dominique. And if you want to check out her work, she is at Midnight Dew Creations on Instagram. And she also does amazing macrame art. So if you want to check out her shop, on Etsy, it's Midnight Dew. That's Dew, D-E-W, not D-O. And I don't think I've ever really like mentioned on the podcast the kind of significance or where the name came from. Obviously, I, we talk about furniture makeovers and furniture refinishing, but the Busy Bee aspect has like a little bit more significance in my life, I guess, than would maybe otherwise be apparent. And I guess no one's going to know that unless I mention it. So my name, Melissa, hi, my name is Melissa, it's not just Mel, sorry, to break the facade. Um, Melissa in Greek, which I'm not Greek, but you know, everyone always looks up the origins of their names. My name Melissa means honeybee in Greek, and my husband's nickname is Big Bear, now with me I guess, but like with his friends and stuff, he's just a big burly hairy man. And That was kind of like before we even got together. So anyways, we always had this like, basically like our little like way of saying I love you is a bear emoji with a honey pot and a bee and a heart. And so anyways, honey bee and a bee theme has always kind of like been throughout our relationship. You look around our house, we got lots of like kind of bee themed stuff in like inconspicuous ways. And my husband always calls me a busy bee because I'm always putzing around the house doing one thing or another because I can't sit still most of the time. And so anyways, when I was thinking of the name of the podcast, I wanted to incorporate the B aspect in one way or another if I could, if it still made sense. Busy B refinishing was what we ended up with. So that's where that comes from, just to give you a little bit of insider scoop into the podcast name. And so I wanted that incorporated into the cover and you can see we have a lovely little busy bee who's refinishing a beautiful dresser that is going from drab to fab and modern. And yeah, kudos to Dominique. She did an awesome job. I'm very, very happy with that. And I hope you guys are doing great and are coming to terms with the fact that we are quickly nearing the end of the year, unfortunately. It always comes and yet it always kind of feels crazy, doesn't it? It's such a reminder that it's been a full or nearly full 365 days since you celebrated the new year last and is always a reminder of those new year's resolutions or goals that you had set, which if we're being honest with ourselves, many of us haven't even thought about once since like February 1st or so. 
and it's fine. It might not be where we hoped we'd be, but it's important to acknowledge that we didn't do our best with the intentions that we had set. So instead, let's set some new ones and find ways to ensure we adhere to those as we move forward, shall we? So today's podcast episode is a part two from last week's episode all about how I approach my goal setting for the new year. So if you haven't tuned into that yet, I recommend you go do so and then pop back over here for a follow-up. If you have already listened in, then make sure you grab that list of goals that you had written down, whether it was on a sheet of paper or on your phone somewhere, because we're going to be using it again today. The purpose of today's episode is to A, add another way of setting intentions for this next year, either for you personally or for your business, and B, to target ways that you often fall off of your goal setting, figure out how to avoid that again, and remain on the path of goal seeking throughout the full year, or at least until you achieve those goals you had set. So first up is the second half of what I complete while I'm goal setting, which are more like overarching or high-level statements that guide the year that I want to or that I intend to have. So I'm just going to go through them right now and then we can chat a little bit about each of them. So we have, this year I will start, I will learn, I will try, I will continue to, I will quit, I will be I will have, and I'm going to stop, or I will stop. All of these things, in my opinion, are really important to consider as you walk into the new year and are also kind of like mantras that you can keep top of mind as you walk through your various transformations and achievements throughout the year. Think of them as like guiding statements, and that's the important thing. Think of them. Write them down somewhere that you'll see them remember them, what will keep them top of mind and keep you adhering to those values longer term and as you move about your days. And I want you to look at the language, the specific way we are saying these things. We aren't saying, I want to start so-and-so thing. We're saying, I will start. There's intentionality and a sense of the thing being definitive and set in stone, so there isn't even the possibility of this thing not becoming a reality. I think that's an important distinction to have in your brain, or else you're leaving it open for the possibility to not do that thing. And I just wanted to point that out so that you're more aware of the way you're talking about the goals and intentions that you set for yourself. Pay close attention to the specific language you use surrounding them, and I bet you'll find your mindset changes about them too. So first up, I will start. This could be a thing you do, like an activity or hobby you want to start learning. Maybe, just maybe, you want to start learning how to do furniture painting and refinishing. If so, well, you sure found the right podcast then, didn't you? And what a perfect segue I just made for myself because guys, I have very exciting news. I have officially launched and released my first guide to the world, the No BS Guide to Your First Furniture Makeover. It walks you through my framework step-by-step for completing your first furniture makeover, whether you want to paint, stain, or some combination of the two on your piece. 
It also comes with my first furniture makeover supplies checklist, which will make sure that you're set up for success when it comes time for you to sit down and finally tackle that piece of furniture I just know you've had sitting around in your garage for ages with the intention to flip, but you've been nervous to take that leap in case you screw it up. Let me say this first and foremost, it would be very hard for you to screw it up to the point it was past repair. So rest assured that with this guide, I will take your hand, I'll pump your tires up and get you rolling through from start to finish on that beautiful furniture makeover I know you have in you. So I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode if you're interested in checking it out or you can head to meldidherself.ca slash first hyphen furniture hyphen makeover hyphen guide. Do you call it a hyphen or a dash? Anyways. Okay, so maybe you want to take up a new hobby or develop a new skill, but maybe nothing immediately comes to mind in that realm. But maybe you want to start showing up in a different way for the people around you. Maybe you want to start implementing a new boundary, like I will start speaking my mind more and not repress my feelings. Or I'll start integrating random acts of kindness into my day. For me, this year, I will start trying out different approaches to fitness that are outside of my comfort zone. A few weeks ago, my husband and I got a gym membership and have started going consistently, and I felt so great in terms of how I feel in my body and my energy levels. I know focusing on moving my body and sweating a few times a week does wonders for me, and I know that it's something I need to maintain throughout the winter if I want to avoid being a fucking downer through the cold months because Ontario is brutal and dark and cold and dreary throughout the winter. So I intend on keeping consistent with the gym throughout and then through the next year as well, like the next seasons, I should say. But I want to try out new things because one of the reasons I never used to stay consistent with my fitness goals is that A, I would get lazy and B, I would get bored. But then I tried out some different things that I never thought I would enjoy in terms of fitness, like yoga and getting an echelon bike and doing classes. And I absolutely loved it. So I want to see what else is out there that I can try out and get motivated to do to switch things up because our gym has so many different kinds of classes and like equipment and machines. So there's literally nothing holding me back except myself, of course. (laughs) So next up we have, I will learn. Again, this could be a skill or hobby, or it could be something that you want to deep dive and learn more about something that you've never set aside the time to do, but have always wanted to learn more about. It could be something that would make you more marketable in your job, like learning a new software that would help you get that position that you've been eyeing, or intentionally learning how to communicate better, or learn to negotiate, or learn to give effective feedback. Or you could look internally and want to learn more about your own reactions and emotions and get in tune with what you're feeling. For me, this year, I will learn Mohawk more consistently. Over the last few years, as I've gotten to know myself, my identity, my heritage, and my community more, I've had the itch to learn the language that is slowly, or honestly, maybe not so slowly, dying out. I wouldn't say I have a language brain like some people do where they can just pick up languages super quickly, but I am fluent in French and I can get by in Spanish for the most part. So I really want to make a concerted effort continually throughout the year to learn the basics of the language because that's something I would really love to be able to pass down to my children one day too. 
Then we have, I will try. Never, never stop trying new things. I mentioned this in last week's episode, but that is exactly the reason why life feels like it starts to move more quickly as you get older. Because every day is filled with virtually the same things, the same routine, and the same people. So mix it up. What's something you've always wanted to try? It might seem crazy or scary or totally out of your comfort zone. That's the point. Nothing great comes from comfort zones. A little Mel's motivational message early in the episode for you. Think about it. I guarantee that the times in your life that you truly saw growth and change and impact were when you pushed yourself a little further to do something that might be considered uncharacteristic of you or you adopted the fake it till you make it mentality. Or maybe you just had some really good luck. That can help too. For me, this year, I will try asking for help when I need it. It's something that doesn't come naturally for me, and it's because I'm a pretty independent person, only child who grew up in the middle of nowhere, remember? So I tend to opt for finding solutions myself and working on things in my own little silo. But the reality is that I have a business I am growing and expanding, and eventually I'll need help in order to do so especially if I don't want to burn out and want to have the time freedom that I jumped into this business in order to get. So when the time is right, or maybe even just before, I will allow myself the grace to ask for help, hire someone on, and let go of the tight grip that I have on this baby that is Mel did it herself. It's advice that I keep hearing time and time again from these successful entrepreneurs that I listen to and learn from, that they wish that they had loosened their grip and hired earlier than they did, so I will allow myself to do so and not be stubborn like I have the tendency to do. And that extends past the business and into my personal life too. If I need it, I'll let the people around me know when I need a helping hand and I won't see any shame or have any guilt in doing so. Next up is... I will continue to. This is a really important component when you're setting goals, in my opinion. Don't just focus on the negative and the lack and the lesser than and the things that you don't like and you want to change or improve or increase. What's been working right this year? What do you want to continue to do? Maybe you successfully created a habit this past year that you've seen a tangible improvement in your life from. Or maybe you took on a new skill or hobby that has been making you some extra fun money each month that you've been really enjoying doing. Or maybe you've been making a really good, consistent effort to show up for the people in your life in a way that you never have. Let's celebrate that and make a concerted effort to continue it because that's something we're already doing so we can keep up that positive forward momentum when we start adding these other goals and intentions around it as well. For me, this year, I will continue to explore new avenues in my business to find out what I really love and enjoy to carve out my literal ideal employment setup. These past five-ish months of being full-time in the business, which feels insane to say because I sincerely cannot believe it has been that long. Time has absolutely flown by. Uh, They've been so great to start to have the time to create new service offerings, do research into other avenues that I can try out, and really pick and choose how I want to spend my time. Having the flexibility to allow my creativity and my instincts to lead me and the projects I take on has been very new to me, but I've really loved diving into it and seeing where it can take me. 
So to guide myself in this next year, I want to continue allowing myself the flexibility and the time to pursue those things unapologetically, even if they don't immediately lead to revenue. This podcast is a great example of that. I spend like hours, like multiple hours every week on this in order to deliver fresh, well thought out content to you guys. But as of today, I haven't made a cent from it. But it's all gravy, baby, because I have absolutely loved it. I've loved the freedom I have to chat about whatever's on my mind that week, to be able to teach others, which I absolutely love to do. I've loved all the amazing people that have reached out to me who listen week after week that I've gotten to chat with. And as someone who is totally introverted and can find it hard to create space to have myself heard in a conversation sometimes because I have a lot of loud, extroverted people around me. Selfishly, I just really love being able to hold the space to have myself heard. Sue me. Sue me for it. And I love being able to show up every week on Thursday mornings and have you know that I'll be here, ready to chat about whatever furniture makeover-related thing that I have on the menu for the week. It's been my absolute favorite endeavor that I've taken on for this business. And of course, I would love to be able to monetize and get sponsors for the show of products or services that I love and support. But in the meantime, just know that you showing up here means the world to me because it's way more fun to know that you're there listening to me and really hearing me instead of just me talking and throwing my content out into the ether and hoping that it sticks and someone eventually hears it. So yeah. I'll be continuing with that this year for sure. And after we look at what we want to continue, we have I will quit. Conversely to what we were just talking about, what is not working or maybe was once working but is now no longer working or serving you and your interests and intentions? This one can sometimes be a bit harder for some people depending on what it is that you land on because we often feel like this means we need to deprive ourselves of something. I want to quit smoking, therefore I can't allow myself to have cigarettes and I have to abstain from them. Well, yes, but there's always a trade-off. So what are you gaining by quitting that thing? If we stick with that example, you're gaining your health, your longevity, your concentration and the ability to not be constantly thinking about when you can go out for the next dart. You're gaining a bunch of money back into your pocket because you'll be saving heaps and heaps. You're quitting smoking and your identity as a smoker, and maybe that means that you don't see your friends out in the smoking section as much. But you are also gaining your energy back, your lung endurance, your taste buds. Also, I'm not a medical professional, so if anything I'm saying is scientifically inaccurate. Just humor me for the sake of the example, all right? So while we're going to structure this as something that you want to quit or that you will quit, try and think of it in your head as you attempt that quitting by focusing on that trade-off of what you will be gaining instead, because there's always something. This year, I will quit being a naysayer. And now this is one that I feel a little bit guilty to admit, and if I were being more kind to myself, I'd maybe frame it as, I will quit being an unapologetic realist, but I know that ultimately it's it's just me being a naysayer. (laughs) I can have a tendency when an idea is thrown at me to start thinking it through immediately and just like initially thinking up any barriers that might exist or thinking of reasons why that may not work out. And I don't say those things to poo-poo it, but rather to ensure that decisions are well thought out and all aspects are considered. 
But if someone's like, oh my God, I just had this great idea, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. But have you thought about X and what would you do if Y happened and shit like that? I'm just sounding like a bit of a party pooper who people aren't going to want to turn to in their moments of excitement. And what a bummer that is to close that off for myself. So this year I'm making it my intention to take a breath, think about the way I react to these things and be encouraging and supportive. And then if and only if someone wants to think things through and brainstorm and ask for my input or opinion, then I will be more intentionally delicate in the way that I approach and pose those questions and things to think about and get their minds kind of moving in those directions. And then we look at I will be. This is more of a state of being. So you might choose something like an emotion or a virtue that you want to be or a value you want to encompass and represent throughout the year. Or you might say something like, I will be debt free or I will be focused on X, Y or Z or something else that aligns with those other goals that you had set. So this one's kind of like really up to you. It depends on what what's your vibe for the year. For me, This year, I will be energized and energizing. In these past six months of working for myself, five months, I said it was five. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I have seen such tangible results from taking a step back from the grind of life and the nine to five and constant go, 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 and just focusing on me and nurturing the things that I wasn't taking the time to enjoy and appreciate before. Taking the time to be kind to my body and work my body and read and learn and journal and care for my home and plan things out and spend time with the people I love. Like all the things that would always fall onto the back burner when life and work was just always go, go, go. And that appreciation and reminding myself about how grateful I am for this life that I've molded for myself has always brought such good vibes and positive energy to me. And that really is what keeps me motivated to continue on in my business and improve my life in whatever way I can. So I am setting the intention to do the things that ensure that I am energized, acknowledge it when it's there, and be energizing for others and a source of energy for those around me. Because it's so easy to get caught up in complaining and talking shit and like being so negative. I find people find it so much easier to talk about negatives. You see the data when different things perform better online when they're framed in the negative version of it versus the positive. So instead of saying like, here are things you should do for your furniture makeover. It's like, here's things you shouldn't do in your furniture makeover. Like that's the stuff that performs better. It's crazy. Humans are wild. So I just want to be intentional with focusing on that positivity and acknowledging it, bringing it to life and then bringing it to others is basically how I will be this year. And finally, we have I will stop because we're all human, presumably. And so we are fallible and we have our vices or things that we do or engage in that we know we shouldn't or we're told we shouldn't or we aren't our best selves when we're showing up in that way. So it's important to take a step back and look at ourselves objectively from a bird's eye view to identify what those things may be that we can work at addressing so we no longer engage in those pastimes, behaviors, or whatever the case may be. This year, I'm going to stop spending so much time glued to my phone. Probably an intention that at least one of you out there might also be thinking about. Probably even more of you out there who won't think of it, but maybe should. 
just kidding, just kidding, no judgment here. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I just know that I spend so much time on it throughout the day and more so now because yes, I do have a business that has an online presence. So some of that is necessary, but really probably at least 40% of the times I pick up my phone throughout the day, it's just because it's a habit and I just look to see what my notifications are or open up Instagram or TikTok, scroll for a while, then close it and continue back on what I was doing. There are way more productive ways to take breaks and fuel my mind in a better way. So this year I'm gonna work in some systems and habits that ensure that I'm being intentional with the time I do spend when I'm using it. Okay, so now that we went back through those intentions for the year, let's look back at that list of goals under the different categories that we wrote last week. We're gonna do a deep dive on those based on a framework that I learned on the Mindset Mentor podcast which is a podcast that I highly recommend if you don't already follow it and want to focus on your personal development and self-improvement. It's great. I love it. So you're going to look at the list and identify your three main goals out of the list. Write them down separately, and then we're going to do a deep dive into each one. First question is, what do I need to do to hit those goals? Pretty self-explanatory, but I want you to really think tangibly about what you would need to do or prep or get consistent with in order to reach that goal. If you want to consistently work out a certain number of days per week, what do you need to do to hit it? Maybe that means having a calendar you mark every day you hit the gym or are going to go to the gym so that that calendar acts as a reminder for you. If you want to save a certain amount of money, what do you need to do to hit that goal? Do you need to set up an automation in your banking so it moves a certain percentage of your paycheck into your savings automatically when you get paid? Do you need to unsubscribe from the five streaming services you have at the same time and instead focus on just one? Maybe you need to make a grocery list every Sunday and go grocery shopping for the week to avoid ordering out so often when you find there's nothing in the fridge that you want to eat. The next question you want to ask yourself is, what do I need to stop doing in order to hit these goals? Again, we need to think about the opposite of what we normally focus on, the things we need to do, and put some thought into what we need to stop doing, which will also help us to reach that goal. If you decide this year you're going to save a big amount of money for a down payment on a house, what do you need to stop doing? Maybe that means you don't go out to the bar on the weekend and have friends over instead. Maybe you delete your apps for food delivery services so you no longer order from there. Maybe you decide to cancel that gym membership that you've been paying for but not really utilizing because you prioritize saving money at this point in life and can find alternative free ways to work out in the meantime. Then the next question to ask yourself for these main goals is, how do I normally get in my own way? This is why being in tune with yourself and the realities of your behaviors and how they align or differ from your goals and intentions is really important. You need to think about how you, which reality check is probably your own worst enemy, tend to sabotage your progress and regress back to the easier route. You have to think this through in order to be able to make a plan now before you encounter that resistance to get past it when it inevitably comes up because it's easier to take a well-worn path instead of the path less traveled. So maybe you get in your own way by turning to retail therapy when you're stressed or upset and are looking for that dopamine rush, that pressing submit order or swiping that credit card brings you momentarily, and that gets in your way of saving as much money as you'd like. 
Maybe you hit snooze five times every morning so that when you finally get up, you just simply don't have enough time to fit in that workout that you had intended to do before work starts. Once you've identified how you get in your own way typically, then ask yourself the next question. What can I do to make sure that I don't do that this year? And get tangible here, not just like fluffy, nice words and thoughts like, I'll try harder, I'll stay more motivated, I won't be lazy, like easier said than done. So let's think it through a little bit more and set up some stakes so you can ensure that you don't fall back to your normal ways, our normal ways. I don't mean to other you. I'm brutal too. Don't worry. We're all just humans trying to do our best, you know? So how are you going to make sure that you don't do those things that you normally do to get in your own way? Sometimes upping the stakes is something that can be really impactful. Like put some money on the line and have someone keep you accountable to it. An example that Rob from the Mindset Mentor always talks about is like calling someone in your friend group who kind of drives you insane, but is like a friend of a friend or whatever, and you don't actually like them all that much and say, hey, I want to get consistent at this thing. So can you be my accountability buddy? I'm going to send you a photo every day or however often you're going to be doing this thing. And if I don't, then I have to pay you X amount of money. And like, they're going to probably say yes, because like there's a prospect of them getting money for doing virtually nothing and make it an amount of money that you would actually give a shit about losing. For some people, getting to sleep in is worth $5, so making it that amount wouldn't make sense, but some people are really money motivated, so the thought of wasting five whole dollars would get them out of bed in a jiffy. So just think about what's some sort of accountability measure that you can implement that is motivating enough for you to stick to those goals that you've set, and then find a way to create it. And then the last thing to ask yourself as you look at these goals is, what do I need to do to stay consistent? It takes anywhere between 33 to 100 days to change a habit or break an old habit and create a new one. So that is like one to three months of consistently doing or not doing whatever it is that you have written down. What do you need to do to ensure that you stick to it at least for that duration of time? Do you need to print out some calendars and pop them beside your coffee machine so that you see them every morning and can cross off the days you stick to the thing? Maybe you take that calendar and you leave it on the bathroom mirror so you can see it while you're brushing your teeth so you're always reminded of it. Do you need to incentivize yourself in some other way? Like you will allow yourself some sort of small reward every week or every month or whatever it is that you stay consistent. Do you need to change up your routine or schedule to ensure that you have the availability to work this new habit into your life? Figure out what motivates you and then think back to things that you've been consistent with in the past. That's a great first step to figuring out what the special sauce is for you personally that's going to get you to that next level in your personal life or in business or whatever area you're trying to tackle. And something you may not know about me, I love little motivational messages. They always get me fired up and I keep a running list of ones that are especially catchy or speak to me in the notes app on my phone. So I end every podcast episode with one of these that I've noted down over the years in hopes that you leave our time here each week feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on whatever comes your way this week. So this week's Mel's motivational message is give yourself the same care and attention that you give to others and watch yourself bloom. I know that the chances are you are somebody who would drop everything for somebody else if they said that they needed help 
they needed support, they needed to decompress, they needed to relax, to take some time away. You would do whatever it was in your power to help them do so. And I also know that you don't take the time to do those things for yourself as often as you should. I know that because none of us really do. And even if we do, we're not very consistent with it because life is busy and life gets in the way. But if you really want to be your most authentic, your best self possible, you need to give yourself the same care and attention that you give to others because that's the only way that you are going to be able to flourish or flower or bloom. Because when we push those things to the side, when we say, I'm feeling a certain way about something, but I don't have time to deal with that now because I got to go pick the kids up from basketball practice or run them to school or I have an appointment that I have to get to. You're doing yourself a disservice by pushing and repressing those feelings, those thoughts, and inevitably it just explodes one day. Whatever that looks like for you, I'm sure you can think of a time where you pushed too many of those things away, you got too busy and didn't deal with the things that you needed to deal with, and that exploded in some people. It's anger, in some people it's crying and sadness, in some people it's shutting down and not talking to people and closing yourself up from the world and just sleeping for extended periods of time. Some people turn to food as a coping mechanism. Some people turn to drugs or alcohol. Whatever it is, whatever your thing is, I can almost guarantee you've probably been there at least one time in the past and I don't want you to have to go back there. So like they always say before putting on the oxygen mask of your child or the person that you're traveling with on the airplane, you need to put your own oxygen mask on first. Give yourself that care and attention. Put yourself on your to-do list. Put yourself at the top of your to-do list because I guarantee when you take that time, you force that time into your day to do what you need to do to be well, then all the other things in your day will flow so much better. You'll be in such a better headspace. You'll feel so much more rejuvenated and cared for and able to take on whatever comes your way that week. So give yourself the same care and attention that you give to others and watch yourself bloom for 2023 and beyond. All right, that's it for now. I appreciate your time and I'll catch you guys next week.